Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. We got a jam-packed show for you. Lots of NBA discussion. We are on the eve of the NBA draft. Hump Day edition of Ball Don't Lie. So we'll talk a ton of NBA news, notes, and nuggets. Also a lot of trade rumors and conjecture and reports. We'll get to all of it. Also, we're here from the... Well, projected number one overall pick. Congratulations, San Antonio Spurs fans still celebrating uh, Victor Winbinyama. Uh, he was on a, uh, a a podcast or a show, I should say, uh, with J.J. Reddick. We'll get to that and some of that audio coming up here in the first segment. Also, we'll get to some Longhorn football conversation, go behind uh, the burnt orange curtain. Uh, we'll talk some uh, Texas football news, notes, and nuggets. Also, yes, it is baseball season, so we'll get into some Major League Baseball discussion. Astros, finally, go Strolls! get a win uh we'll talk about and the oh the rangers in heartbreaking controversial fashion uh they lose one last night so we'll talk about that all of that and more before we do oh we'll let our next guest tell you about a very special guest we're having on the show really important people but he was a second round pick for the montreal expos but a first round pick for the austin radio network he originally committed to the university of texas but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese pimping ain't easy but for this man it's a breeze ladies and gentlemen mike hardball hard what's going on brother that's right you were talking about hardball and you were talking about the major league and what better way to break in into a conversation about the major leagues than having hall of famer chipper jones join us at 430 as we get ready to talk about some of the things the 400 hitter and of course a lot of the way that the teams are playing in the major leagues he told us about the texas rangers and i'm sure he's gonna have something to say about that controversial call but let me talk about my man that sits across from me every single day he hails from h-town with the get down he's a lifetime longhorn and a proud car carrying member of dbu Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But of course, he is a fan of you. The listeners, he is my man and yours, Rod Babels. I appreciate that intro as always, and uh, we do not have my man Patrick because he's on a well-deserved vacation. Um, and we appreciate uh, my man Patrick taking some time for himself. He's a hard-working man. But we do have my man Jack twisting and tweaking the dials back here this week, and we are lucky to have him because he's damn good at what he does. What's going on, Jack? How you doing? I'm doing good. How are y'all doing this afternoon? Doing real good, man. man. Uh, We got a lot to get into on the show. We'll talk some NBA, a lot of NBA reports out there. Uh, Jack has got us some uh, sound from Victor Winbinyama. He's on the, uh, what is it called, the Old Man and the Three (laughs) uh, podcast from J.J. Reddick. Victor Winbinyama was on there. He's making the rounds. He needs to. I believe he he was on a couple of the morning shows. Yeah. He was on some other shows. He's he's making the rounds, man. He's getting all over the place. And that's good. I, Spur, we already got a Spurs fan on the suspect exactly. sex sign. 512-337-3776. And go Spurs, go. We get it. Yeah, uh, we understand. I, I'm really we excited. We understand your excitement. Yes, we get it. Uh, we <laughs> celebrated when you guys got the number one overall pick. I think it was like a month ago, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now uh, the Spurs will get a chance to uh, reap the benefits. And they will draft the best prospect, they're saying, in the NBA since LeBron James. Mm. That's yeah. Yeah. I mean that's the reality of it. So well, I mean That's where we at now. That's what that's what they're saying. <laughs> like that's that's what they're saying and yeah. he's one of the uh most uh 
coveted prospects and the one, one of the most highly rated prospects coming into the NBA in a really long time. So we'll hear from him, that prospect. Also, we'll get into a lot of baseball. As my man uh, Horace just mentioned, you're going to have uh, Chipper Jones on. Chipper. So, yeah. So, And we got to ask him about, is it uh, Luis Arise? Arise. Yeah. Arise? Yep. Um, yeah. Who is, is he still hitting 400 or is he dro- uh, did he drop it, off? It, he dropped off. <sighs> yeah. He dropped, he dropped just barely, though. Just barely. What he's he right like around 380? Yeah. No, 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 no. Like 398, I think it is. Oh, so he's, he's oh, right, he's right underneath. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's still right there. Yeah, uh, we'll ask Shepard Jones about that. He knows about hitting 400-plus at this point in, in the Major League Baseball season. So we're asking about a lot of stuff. That's coming up for Harsh Knock Life. We'll leave a lot of extra room um, so we can talk to Chipper Jones. Uh, so my man Harsh knows every damn body. Once again, opening up the contact list, and we appreciate it. Um, College World Series going on as we speak. Yep. Top of the 7th. Florida's up 2-1 on TCU. Yep. And we uh, saw we, we uh, the starting pitcher for uh, Florida – was somebody that we were talking about earlier about who can be the next Shohei Otani. Well, I don't know if he's going to exactly be the next Shohei Otani, but he is uh, projected to be a first-round, possibly number one overall uh, draft pick uh, next year's draft. And he started and played, uh, played some first base before, but he started on the mound and hit a shot early in the game. Wasn't a home run, but you could see the power that he has, and we'll talk about him a little bit too. Um, can I ask you a question though about the College World Series? Mm-hmm. It's weird. I, I it, and I'm not. This is not. I'm not trying to be critical at all. I think it's coming to be critical. No, yeah, it's kind of like the, <laughs> I'm not a racist, but no, right? Or yeah. the, you know, let me give you a moment to go ahead and go through that. Yeah, go ahead. Um, it's 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 actually less um, popular or. Yeah, it's actually yeah, it's less popular than the Little League World Series. Oh, well, yeah. Why is that? Because people always are pulling for the kids, and it's got different countries that are involved in it as well. Mm. So you're coming from overseas. For college, it's more about is my team playing or not. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like there's a ton of people that are in Omaha right now that their kids are playing in a tournament in Omaha right now. Yeah. So they have tournaments going on while the College World Series. So the popularity in the stands are more for a lot of the teams that bring uh, all the kids that come up there to play as well. I've had a bunch of friends that have been there for the College World Series, but they weren't there for the College World Series. They were there because their kids were playing in a tournament. Because I heard people talking about it, and it was like, oh, no, it's more watched. The Little League World Series is more watched than the College World Series. I was like, is that true? And I looked it up, and it's like, it is true. It is true. It's like, wow. Yeah. Man, I mean, a lot of people don't miss the college. I mean, the Little League World Series because it's different different teams every single it's year. It's amazing that that communities level get of, involved. That level of baseball is more popular. Basically, you're telling me than the college level of baseball. Well, during the World Series times, because this it's in the summer, number one, and your kids <laughs> are playing a lot of sports, and you're on the go a lot. You don't have time to really pay attention unless you have a team that's there. I know, it's just crazy. Yeah, it I, is. It is. It is an interesting that, take. I don't know if that's a other a, any other sport where that's the case. Maybe, maybe. Right? I, don't, I don't, You may be correct. Mm-hmm. You may be correct. See, it's just a, you know what I mean? Like I, I, that's why I just thought it was, it's unique. You you broke it down. It's a, you know basically why that is the case. Mm-hmm. Um, it shouldn't be the case. <laughs> yeah. But right. I think a lot of it is time too. Yeah, you got it, it, people are starting summers. 
Yeah. They're starting their summer trips. It's not the focus mm. of what they're doing. Little League World Series is more truly about the kids. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, man, did you know that Pearland is playing for national champion? I mean, for a World Series championship at Little League? And everybody's like, oh, really? Then you go and check it out because these are the stars of tomorrow. College baseball also stars. But I'm talking about for for parents, Little League World Series are like okay. They trading we trading uh, pins over there for this. Yeah. They're not trading pins over there. No, they're trading point. shots. They're trading <laughs> shots. Uh, and LSU's beating every damn. And, and LSU is destroying people. Yeah, you're right about that. They're yeah. one, they're, they're a dynasty, I guess, at this point. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's get to uh, this Victor Winbinyama sound. Okay, first of all, before we get to the sound of him on the J.J. Reddick uh, show podcast that he was on. Th- Did you the, see the picture of J.J. Reddick standing next to him? I did see that. It was on social media. I yeah, did that, see it. That, is, that, that just goes to show you how tall this dude is. I mean, I've, the Long. reports are that he's somewhere between seven three and seven five. Yeah. And I'm not sure if they know exactly where he is. Because not that many people can get all that way up that high. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, no, he, he's he's a he's he's an alien. That's yeah. all it is about. He's he's a he's a freaky re- alien. No question about it. Yeah. Um but he, my favorite sound of, of of with him so far is the day that the Spurs won the NBA lottery and he was being interviewed, I think, within like an hour or so of them winning the NBA lottery. And he started talking about how this was always kind of what he wanted. Mm-hmm. It is, it's eerie, man. It's spooky. It makes it, as a Rockets fan, it ma- it upsets me because it makes me think that this, you know, this, this uh, lottery number one overall pick for the Spurs could work out like their previous number one overall picks and lead to championships yeah. and a uh, potential dynasty um, because it was just meant to be the basketball gods where they said it would be. Uh, here is Victor Wibanyama right after the Spurs won the lottery and listen to how he describes this moment. When the pick was made, you looked to your left, you looked to your right, and then you grinned. Who did you look at and what were you thinking? There's a special relation between France and the Spurs because of Tony, of course, and also Boris. And um, I know half of the country, maybe, if not the whole country, wanted the Spurs to have the first pick. So I was looking uh, at everyone and everyone was happy. So I was too. You had said that the universe told me? The universe told me. The universe told me. Not to brag about it, but I, I knew what was going to happen. And, uh, I actually recorded myself uh, saying it this morning, walking to practice. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the universe told me dreams, feelings. Yeah. It happens sometimes, but it, it never, it, it, it's never wrong. It's always right. All right, that was spooky. All right, he said the universe that is never wrong. He spoke it into right. existence. <laughs> He said it would be that the case. And, of course, yeah, the Spurs over in France already have kind of a, a built-in fan base because they've had players uh, from France. Um, so that's another thing. That all, and he played for Tony mm-hmm. Parker's team uh, over Tony in France. Tony yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like <laughs> the Boris Dio. I also got the shout-out on that. Boris, I'm a big yeah, Boris Dio fan. Yes, yeah. no question. Yeah, so it, like I said, in a lot of ways it seemed like it was meant to be. So recently, he was on podcast with J.J. Reddick. It's called The Old Man and the Three, mm-hmm. I believe. i got to start listening to this because I actually haven't listened to it before. It's my first time. And he had him on for like an hour. 
It was a, it, he had him on there forever. So we just got a few cuts, um, courtesy of my man Jack, who worked really hard to get these. So the first one is him once again being asked about, you know, of course, him being a future Spur because he will be drafted by the San Antonio Spurs, the number one overall pick tomorrow in, in the uh, NBA draft. Uh, here is Victor Winbinyama. Truly, if I, if, I, if I had had to choose one franchise to get the number one pick, I would have chose San Antonio. Um, it's just, I know when I heard so much, so much about the, the atmosphere and the, the culture over there, you know, the winning culture that, you know, this, if I had to choose, it would be a no brainer. It'll be uh, a no brainer. Um, I mean, he's, he's always wanted to be a spur, it seems like, and most of the French citizens seems like, or at least the ones who are NBA fans are Spurs fans already. Because mm. of Tony Parker and Boris Diaw, as he mentioned, uh, so yeah, he wanted to be a Spurs. So he's this is a dream come true for him. Yeah, it's so, a dream come true for San Antonio Spurs. Well, fans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but well, for both, yeah, they have been dreaming of this. They've both. been wishing it. What was Patrick doing? He was getting ready to have parties for that uh, for that draft day when the news came down. Patrick was doing instant serious. He was he was dialed into oh, this man. thing. Look at the texture, <laughs> Kawhi who. <laughs> <laughs> go Spurs, go. Yeah, talk about a rebound. Yeah. So you're, you're, the, the superstar you get to rebound with yes. after losing. And not, by the way, it was a, that was a horrible, that was terrible, a, heartbreaking that, breakup. Yeah. I mean, he did y'all dirty. He ghosted gut, y'all. Gut-wrenching. Y'all got ghosted. Yeah. Just can we now be many Spurs fans? Y'all got ghosted, basically. Yeah. And then not only did y'all get ghosted, but he went – and he won a championship with the next one. So he went upgraded and balled out. It was hard. that was hard. How often, how hard is it when the person that you that breaks up with you does you dirty? I mean, just dogs you. Everybody publicly, publicly humiliates you. All right, and dogs you, and then goes on, and then they, you know, they get to shine in the limelight. Exactly. They have their their their, their bright their their, bi- their biggest and brightest moment of their life and career of uh, for Kawhi Leonard was basically when. He, he went ghosted to the Spurs, and went, to Toronto. went to Toronto, and won a championship, and became the best player on the planet for that time being. For Spurs fans, I cannot imagine how much that hurt. That is, I'm a Houston, I'm a Houston sports fan, right. so trust me, I've had my share of sports heartbreak. You've had heartbreak. That was, oh, how could you watch that? I probably some of y'all probably didn't even watch it. Well, you just, even do it. just like this fan said, mm. they don't watch the College World Series because their team isn't involved. That's how you <laughs> felt when Kawhi was playing. Ooh. Because when Kawhi went to Toronto, Man. everybody was looking at it like, ah, he's going to Toronto. He's going they to sh- the basketball <laughs> Siberia. Yeah, they shipped it out yeah. and he's gonna get lost in the sauce and then the next thing you know he gets that ball to bounce off the rim 17 times before it goes down and everybody loses their mind and he's a champion wow he's a champion that without hurt I yes mean, he didn't really go to it that's that's the point that Harsh just brought up we all thought he was being kind of you know excommunicated yes to the Siberia of the NBA. We're sending them to Toronto. Toronto. Oh, forget man. about him. Exactly. Oh, man, you're nope. out of the country. The boy. You know what him I'm and Drake. Do? Him and Drake yeah. up there. Turned, he, you know, he didn't want to hang out with Drake. He, he wouldn't even hang out with Drake. Drake wanted to hang out and kick it. Cool. What was the last time we seen Kawhi and Drake together hanging out and kicking it? Never. That's why, exactly. Kawhi, that's why Drake keep getting braids, because he want to be closer to Kawhi. Kawhi wouldn't even hang out with Drake. And Drake. I think Drake would be cool to hang out with. For I like sure. to hang out with Drake. For sure. You know, you know Drake. Drake has been calling Kawhi and texting Kawhi. 
He's and like, Kawhi, hey, man, why is he not answering? Won't me? hit him back. Why, why, why is he want to answer? One of the few people that won't return Drake's call. Drake's like, I ghosted me too, bro. He treated y'all like he treated the Spurs. He treated, he treated Drake the same way. So don't take it personal, Spurs fans. That's Kawhi. Oh, that is right? Kawhi. You know That's just did? who he is. That's just who he is. That's just who he is. Drake's like, man, you want to kick and hang out? You know what? OVO, baby. He's like, nothing. Crickets. <laughs> he's, right? He's it like, may not mean nothing to y'all. <laughs> right? You yeah. know Drake wanted to kick it? Oh, you know no. he wanted to. No. Nothing Drake, for Kawhi you. Kawhi got no time for Kawhi it. Kawhi had to move on. But now, they get the hotter chick. Yeah. They get the one. Now they get the one. You, uh, the, the most, most talked about player in NBA history, and he's not even in the NBA yet. The basketball gods love the San Antonio Spurs. Lines up perfectly for them every time. they're down, they end up getting the number one overall pick. The number one yeah. overall pick. Yeah. Anytime they're not down very often as a franchise. And remember, I get literally. I, I'm not saying I talked. I spoke it into existence. I think I jinxed myself <laughs> before the draft. Yeah. I literally did the numbers, and and you can go back and listen to it. I think it's the May May fifteenth show. They they won a lot on, on May sixteenth, uh, 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 May fifteenth. Rod's round the day. I did a rant of the day of how the Spurs, just based on an analytically and statistically, they have the best luck of any team in the NBA when it came to the NBA lottery, and it wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. And they did it again. They keep making it happen. And they man. did it again. They keep making it happen. Man, the basketball. Ooh, they don't call on the basketball gods very often, but when they do. Basketball gods. They answer the heed, call. They heed the call. They answer the call. <laughs> yes, they do. I love it. Uh, okay, let's, talk, let's hear back from uh, Wimbyama some of the other uh, pieces of audio from the J.J. Reddick show uh, podcast that he was on. So he was also asked about why he didn't shut it down. This is interesting, why he didn't shut it down after the G League showcase. I mean, he could have shut everything down and still been the number one overall pick. Most players will. They'll decide, no, I'm hanging it up, I'm done. Right. Um, he also just stopped playing in the French League playoffs, a postseason. Mm-hmm. The I finals. That was the finals. Last week. Yeah, yeah. it was the right? finals. Yeah. Um, and they he got conti- swept. Yeah, and he continued to play. He had, a, he had a, I think, the, you know, he, he had, had great decent, numbers. Yeah, he yeah. had a decent uh, series, but yeah, they, they ended up getting swept. But here is the uh, answer, Victor, when, when Benyama had, when they asked him, why didn't you just hang it up and decide to stop playing when you were obviously going to be the number one overall pick? I know... A lot of a lot of prospects did that uh, over the years, even this year. And um, but uh, I'm 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 not I'm not a quitter, you know. I, as I told you, I had such responsibility with, with this team. I know these guys trusted me just like I trust them. And uh, yeah, it, it it just counts. It just matters for me. I can <laughs> I can't quit, you know. Just not who I am. It's not who he is. I am not built like that. Uh, well. Load management is in your future, son. <laughs> you, you are playing for the Spurs. Oh, you, he will load manage you. Is he even going to play sixty games his first year with the Spurs? I don't know if he'd play. I don't know if I'd play him sixty games. Well, here's the other part of it. Because how he, many games does he play in the French league? Do we know? No, I, I got to go I, check I, it out. The number, whatever it is, it ain't eighty something. But then he also states that he wants to play in the summer league this year yes, too. Good point. And yeah. so that's another reason why you would think. Might be some low management in your future because if you're playing all these games and they're going to have you play in the summer or you're wanting to play, because initially the rumor was that he was not going to play in the summer league and he wanted to definitely stay away from that. But then he just recently makes the comment 
I'm going to play in the summer league, and I want to make sure that I play. I like the dedication. I yeah. li- I do. I really admire the commitment. I'm all about it. But the Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Serena Williams size, Cardi B size, Megan the Stallion size, but is he's seven, four, five, mm-hmm. six, whatever he is. Yeah, he's all that. And we know how and he is a special kind of unique freak. Mm-hmm. So I'm not comparing him in terms of his skill set to these other players. But usually when guys get that size in the NBA, there is a stigma uh, attached to having the injury bug and having um, some issues right. being available uh, through 80-something games. So And now nobody plays 80-something games, no matter who you are. No, even if you wanted to, even if you they, don't to they don't let you. Let, they don't let, let you. you play. So he's going to play. Even if, so I, I, I think I'll put him at over-under, probably 65, and I'd say under. I'd probably try to keep I'll him call, under that. I'll, I'll call it a push because I think he's going to play right at 65. Right at 65? I think it'll be right at that number. That may be one of those numbers, too. But you got to make sure he plays enough. You, yeah, that you got the development, get a, of well, course. And not only the development, but you got to be able to qualify for awards as well, too. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I forgot about so you got to make sure that is. the balance on that, that's why the 25 and games you, for Ja cost him money. And you know who don't give a damn about that? God, we know. Popovich. Pop <laughs> Popovich. Popovich said yeah. you can shove your rookie of the year award. Do, do you need your, that? Do you all, need that? And your all rookie team? Yeah. You know, you can shove I'm trying that. to make your career Hall of Fame. <laughs> I'm trying to make your Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, Pop yeah. don't give a damn about that. No, so. not at all. But his agent and the people yes. that are going to be representing That's him true. are going to definitely put some uh, cushions it. in there for him if he says, all right, man, if I'm close to that, if I'm on pace for that and you pull me out, somebody still got to give me my money. Yeah, no, you're right about that. That would be now the players are still kind of in control of that. Jack, what are your thoughts about Wimby? How much he plays? You watch a lot of NBA. I think that he'll play. The Spurs they do do the load managing thing, but that's also they had a lot of aging stars: Tim Duncan, Ginobili, Tony Parker. I think I think the leash will be pretty pretty long, but I think if there's you know any tweak, he's not playing through that. You know, no injury, no minor. Like if it's the playoffs, he'd be playing those type injuries. If he gets even the slightest thing, he's sitting for a week or two. Yeah, um, it's just the the history of big bigs in the NBA. I'm talking about really bigs. It's talking about the yeah, yeah, always, <laughs> always like always feet, always ankles, always lower bodies. I mean, exactly that kind of stuff. I'd be really careful because once you get you know one injury, it seems to be a compounding issue usually with big men like that and it does it at an exponentially you know faster rate than with, with smaller guys it takes them a longer time to heal so i just be really careful with it i think the spurs will be um and honestly the truth is you trust him more to be fully developed at least to reach his ceiling yeah. with the spurs probably more so than any other organization i mean right other than maybe the miami heat or yeah, yeah. the, the Denver. Warriors, Denver's probably in that conversation. It ain't many. Yeah. It's like five to six NBA teams in that conversation that he wouldn't be, at least some of his years wouldn't be wasted. None right. of them will be wasted with the Spurs. We know that. No, unfortunately. Sure. Well, I mean, I For know. me as a Rockets fan, unfortunately, like I know. They yeah, know the Spurs will get every little, in, every inch out of him. And now he's not going to, it's not a guy you have to worry about, you know, looking at greener pastures later because he wants to be a Spur. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing too. You're talking about an organization that has had one big time free agent signed with them in the last what 25 years, Lamarcus Aldridge. But now does does one that star open free it? Agent? Does that open it up 
for him now because of him being that great of a, a potential That's a good player. Point. Yeah. Now it's like, oh yeah, let's. I definitely want to go play on that team. That's fair. But you got to be disciplined enough. And I saw a report today. Is Chris Paul a person that we could talk about that could possibly be in the San Antonio Spurs uh, organization, especially with his history with Pop, the USA team, and being around Pop and knowing what type of guy mm-hmm. he is, like and then coming in to teach a young Wimbanyama about how to be a professional in the NBA. Spurs It'll be have... like Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger and <laughs> twins because that's how the difference it would be. No, but you're right. The Spurs have a lot of cap space. They are arguably top, I mean, one of the youngest teams in the NBA. If you just look at uh, how young the overall roster is and when Binyama still, you know, one of the youngest players out there. But I do think with the bloated salaries now um, in the NBA and the new CBA kicking in, I believe it's July 1st. Yeah. The new CBA kicks in. Remember, and we'll go to some of the details of this a little bit later because I want to get to a couple of more pieces of audio. The The new CBA has very harsh res, uh, restrictions and penalties and consequences for going over the the, the luxury tax mm-hmm. and the salary cap. Like severe, right. extremely severe to the point where it's not even really worth it. Um, so a lot of teams, so the old model of, being the Warriors where, oh, we don't give a damn how much we pay in luxury tax. As long as we win in titles, it's worth it. It may not be worth it when you do the, the cost-benefit analysis right, kind of right. type thing. So, uh, okay, a couple of uh, other cuts here from Wimby. This one is about um, his kind of specialized training, and we just talked about injury with him, right? Um, how do you prevent injury? A guy that size who also you know has a skill set of a guy on the perimeter. Here is Victor Wimbenyama. Uh, yeah. You know, there's guys, yeah, like Yanis and stuff. Um, but uh, I think I think I'm different because uh, I, I got to say, like nobody or really few people are my size, and even fewer play like me, play the way I play. You know, move the way I move. And um, so, as I got an original like play style and height, so I gotta I gotta have an original routine, original. Uh, process original uh, recipe you know so it's really a thoughtful process and it's like with my coach Guillaume I'm really close to him and we were really good this year it's like a huge part of of thinking and, and thinking before thinking how we can do better and every day my, 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 my trainer my coach he, he like when we practice we probably do a new exercise every day all right, so he, he does have, we'll get into some of the details, he does have a very um, specific workout regimen because he's just such a freak of yeah, an athlete he's and has not such normal. a unique skill set. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he doesn't work out like everybody else. But either way, um, I mean, he's going to be, I think, one of the must-watch players in sports once he is officially on the court. Summer League even. Stateside. Well, he's he's, some, he's gonna right make now. summer league must yeah. watch. I've, I don't think I've watched any summer league. Now I gotta watch some summer. League. I know you, you, you and Patrick gonna have uh, time together over in y'all's neighborhood talking about. Hey man, y'all wanna watch Wimby tonight? Because Wimby is going to be must watch television. Television. And the thing about it is, uh, people across Europe know who he is. They yes. know what he's all about. They've seen him. They've made the trip. Household name. It's all, the, it's all going to be the folks here in the United States that are going to be clamoring to go and see him. 
to your point, Summer League is going to be probably the craziest that it's been since LeBron and them got into the league. Okay, so this last 20 cut. 20 years, by the way. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, and this, So this last cut, <laughs> and I hope, I am praying that this gets on video ASAP and his agent makes it a priority. He's, he's going to tell a story about a freakish, <laughs> a freakish basketball, I don't even know it's a basketball move. It's just an athletic, freakish move that he claims that he can do on a regular basis. It does not even sound like a human can even achieve what he is describing as something that he has done and will and can do. He and doesn't look human. And he's claiming that he's going to get it on, on video. Like he's he's that bullish on it and he's that arrogant. Like, no, no, I'm, I do this all the time and I'm going to get it on video so everybody can see it. Here is Victor Winbinyama. I was 14. I was 14. And you know when the ball is stuck on the on the rim, like when you're shooting, just stuck sticks between the rim and the backboard. The wedgie, the oh. crotch shot. Okay, okay, crotch well, shot or wedgie. Yeah, well, I, I was I was with a with a coach back there, back then, and like the practice was over, so I was just sitting around and we were just laughing. We were laughing, and I, and I jumped and I tried to kick the ball, to kick it with my foot, and I touched it with my foot, the ball between the the backboard and the rim. I'm trying to understand the. And I was 14. <laughs> the physiological <laughs> dynamics of that. Did you flip around or you just have that much flexibility? What do you mean flip around? What do you mean? Well, it's 10 feet high. Yeah. So I would, oh, if no, you're no, kicking, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if just, you're kicking there's yeah. a, little, a little momentum there. Yeah. You just came, yeah, landed yeah, back yeah. down. Yeah. This is going to be on camera someday. <laughs> Guys, I thought he was going to say like the bicycle kick too where he's kind of flipping around like a soccer player's doing. I was going, okay, that kind of makes sense. I he's, actually thought he was going to say I walked straight up and just knocked the ball yeah, out of there. Yeah. That's what I thought he no, was going to say. I didn't know yeah. he was going to say with his foot. We're talking about physics. I was like, okay, <laughs> physics. If you're talking about just physics, it makes sense how, okay, just the bicycle kick and he's tall. You can do that. He is saying that he, when the ball gets wedged, <laughs> At the the rim in the backboard, right there behind the rim and the and the front of the backboard, when he gets wet there, everybody's seen that. He can kick it out. He must have a hell Straight of a Pilates coach. What? He must have serious yoga and flexibility. Dude, that would win the dunk contest without even dunking. <laughs> you can do that. He'd be the first one to win the dunk contest. No without dunk. dunk. He won the dunk contest. Uh, no didn't, dunk. We he didn't like, even dunk it. Was like, yeah, nah, he did. It's over. yeah, he did. Principles. It's, over, it's, it's <laughs> principles. It's over, man. Wow. What? He said he's going to get it on video. Like, oh, I do it all the time. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait Man. to see it. If, 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 if he truly does it all the time, then I'm surprised that there hadn't been a video of it. That's going to be like already. those Kobe videos. He's jumping over cars and stuff. Yeah, you, you got to have the right angle. Superhuman uh, videos. That is freakish. Got to have the right angles. Wow. That one. Okay. Yes. Hey, Spurs fans, congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. That's like when your friend tell you they dating like a, somebody who's really rich and successful yeah. and good looking, and they can check all the boxes. Trifecta. You're like, you know what? Good for you. God bless you. Living that good life. Good for you, Spurs fans. Yeah, y'all are in the right spot. Y'all got ding, 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 winner. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a win. That's interesting. Wow. That is interesting. Wow. Okay, let's get to some uh, some baseball on the other side. We'll talk about the Rangers. We'll talk about the Astros. Ghost rules on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 Horn. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie, right here on 104.9 The Horn. 
It is a midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Jack takes songs from a certain soundtrack and based on the uh, songs that are played, Harge and I are supposed to gather clues and hints from the selections, breadcrumbs that lead us to the featured film of midweek movie music. All right, Harge, what are you thinking? I'm thinking a movie with Chris Tucker in it. <laughs> I don't know why. Am I right about this, Jack? No. I'm you thinking, are not. I, I, I like the fact, too. I'm thinking one <laughs> like with Martin uh, Lawrence. Okay, in. there you go. I'm thinking of one That's with Martin So we're thinking of the same yeah, thing. We're I'm thinking of a Martin Lawrence movie or a Chris Tucker movie. Because we're trying to get our card back. I want to make sure we don't lose our black cards. I'll yeah. do it hard on this. So uh, is it a Martin Lawrence movie? It is not. It's three. I mean, <laughs> 90s. Those guys were big in like the 90s. So, so you're in the right era, era obviously. Right. But Okay. This is a movie. I don't think people realize how killer this movie soundtrack is. Oh, underrated movie soundtrack from the 90s. Or maybe it is appropriately rated. I was not around okay. in the okay. 90s. <laughs> That's fair. But I don't hear people talking about it now, <laughs> and they should. That, I'm glad you see. This is why we love Jack. This is why, this is why we love Jack. Right? Like, hey, man, he I, was not, I was about, not around. Exactly. Full disclosure. All right, I wasn't around, but I'm just telling you, giving you my opinion. I love it. All right, thanks, Jack. We appreciate that. We'll try to do better on uh, the next clue. Uh, that's good, though. We got At least we got the era. Yeah, we're, we're, we've been working hard for We got this. the era. Yeah. And we were both with, with hey, black comedian <laughs> who had their prime in the 90s. How are we here, Jack? And Jack's like, uh, no, that's yeah. uh, that's salt and pepper, by the way. Yep. Oh, yep. okay, all right. That, that's actually another hint there. Thank salt you. and pepper on the soundtrack. Oh man, dang it. Okay, all right. We'll try to do better next time. Uh, also, the man, the umpires have to do better next time too. The Rangers, they lost a uh, a nail biter, controversial one, to the White Sox. Literally on the road. a nail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, so basically, a play at home. In the game between the Rangers and the White Sox, in which uh, the catcher uh, Jonah Heim of the Rangers set up the side of home plate, he received a, a throw from Travis Jankowski. It was like a, it was perfect throw. It was, it was on the money. Yep. Uh, and tagged out former Ranger, ironically, Elvis Andrews, or at least what we thought was a tag out. And mm-hmm. the ref called it that. I see the official called it that way to keep to keep the game tied six six at the time. The White Sox challenged that call. Uh, their contention was that Andrews was safe. And that Heim blocked the plate, and that the replay review team in New York uh, overturned it. Actually, yep. Which, to much as everybody's surprise, and uh, Bruce 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 Bochy went out there, and he ended up getting ejected. Um, here's a little bit of the breakdown of the action, uh, just because it was kind of piecemeal together. One strike pitch to Remillard, and this one into left field. That's a base hit. Jankowski up with it quickly. Andrews headed to the plate. The throw in time. The tag. Got him at the plate. Chicago is challenging the slide rule violation and the outcall at plate. There is a clear lane for Elvis Andrews to get to home plate. So that, for me, would not be ruled a violation. The question is whether or not he gets the hand in before the tag. As we take a look here, and I don't think so, as Jonah Heim puts a tag on the elbow. But you can see clear as day that Elvis has a lane. You do it. You throw it out there, and you take a chance, and maybe... They'll change something for you, but I think that the Rangers are in pretty good shape on this play. After review, the call on the field is overturned to a violation. violation. The run will score. The battle will stay at second. That is a terrible, terrible call. Back in New York and watching that replay now, Boach is going to get ejected. It's almost an automatic if you're going to argue something that is 
done via replay and a call that is made via replay. And you're in a really tough spot if you're DJ Rayburn because he called it correctly, which was out. Look, he had the ball five feet before. That is a travesty and an absolute embarrassment that that is going to get reversed in a one-run game. The purpose of this is to make sure that he has a lane. Clear as day, he can get to the plate. Nobody is blocking Elvis Andrews from getting to home plate. Just, I can't get my brain. That is so stupid. <laughs> uh, you feel, so there you go. The broadcast has pretty much summed it up. Harge, you played a lot of baseball, seen a lot of baseball. What are your thoughts about the rule and the overturn? That oh. overturn was absolutely horrible. There was nothing on the video that showed that he was per blocking the plate. If anything, he was on the back side of the plate, not even on the front side. Mm. And where he tagged him, he was so far away from home plate, there was no way he was impeding his progress or the slide rule or the blocking of the lane or any of that stuff was even in the same area code of what needed to be called. The right call was made initially. He was out, clear lane, everything was perfect. Wasn't even a bang-bang play. That's the other play. That's the other part. There wasn't even a collision. There was nothing that was saying this was a, a, a bad play by the catcher. He did absolutely nothing wrong. Or a bad call the, by or, the official. The, 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 the original. It was, yeah. it was the people in the review box yeah. that made the wrong call. And maybe they were looking at the wrong video. Because <laughs> that video that we saw in every single angle that I watched it in yesterday, that was the right call by the home plate umpire, punching him out. He was out by a mile, didn't even need to be that close, and it wasn't any way that they were blocking the play. Back in the day, they used to just straight run people over. I remember that. I like that. What happened to that? Is that they is trying to outlawed? protect it. Yeah, they no trying to protect it because uh, Buster Posey, who used to play for Boost Bochy, got destroyed. Yeah. My boy Ryan, his brother Gary, got ran over by Brian Jordan. You remember Brian Ooh, oh Jordan, yeah, the played, football play, player? Yeah, played safety too, right? Ran him over, wow. and I'm talking about laid him back. Like laid him back. He was never right after that. Never okay. right after yeah, that. You gotta take so that they out try the to take that out and away from from the game. And there are there has been some bang bang plays. There has been some bang bang situations. But mm-hmm. last night uh, in the Rangers game, that was not, and it cost the the, the Rangers yeah. the game that because was the they game got people design. thrown out too. Yeah, that was a game deciding run. Essentially, yeah. it basically ended up deciding the game. It was seven. It was six six. Then yep. ended up being a seven six win for the White Sox. So yeah, the crowd went crazy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, here's Bruce Bochy, the manager who was ejected. He's been ejected, what, like twice now in the last like, four games or something like that? Or arguing. <laughs> and I love, he, listen, it takes him a while to get out there, too. Y'all, he it's, takes it's, his time out there. He's shuffling. Time. He, he is shuffling. He does for the sure. old man shuffle out That's there. Right. Uh, here's Bruce Bochy, the Rangers manager uh, in the postgame. Here in. And for that call to be made, it, I'm dumbfounded. It's absolutely one of the worst calls I've ever seen. Uh, and, and it was done by replay. I, I just don't get it. Uh, I don't care how many times they'll try to explain it. Uh, you, you can't do that uh, in that situation. Uh, it, it's a shame. It's embarrassing, really. You thought he had a clear lane to the play. What oh. did you see on the play? Yeah, <laughs> there was never any contact with the catcher. It's a sweep tag. I, I, I don't get it. I, I really don't. I, I'm just again. I'm shocked. Uh, you know, uh, Jonah did a great job there. Um, you know, the throw took him to the left a little bit. Sweep tag. I, I, I'm lost on this one. Uh, you know, that's that's a tough one to take. It's embarrassing. 
It's embarrassing. And not embarrassing for 30 minutes later in a game against the, the, the Giants, they were playing in the game. 30 minutes later, hmm. it was the worst block of the plate, and they didn't overturn that. Those are the things that are – I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And, again, what were we talking about the other day? The catch, no catch. Like, do we even know what a catch and no catch is? We were talking about the runner running down the first baseline. Mm-hmm. Is it the inside the line? Is it outside the line? They said that they were going to put bigger bases out there. There's so many things that have changed in this game. But the eye test seems to be failing everyone. Yeah, it's like um, – yeah, no, I'm with you. It's the old uh, definition of – I think it was indecency by the Supreme Court back in the day, but I believe it, the subject was pornography. Yep. And essentially the judge was like, you know, decided, I know it when I see it. That's yes. the definition of pornography by the Supreme Court. I, I know it when I see it. All right, you know porn when you see porn, mm-hmm. and uh, you can you know differentiate it from other types of nudity or other things like that. And I'm with you. Well, you should know it when you see it, uh, whether somebody's blocking the plate. And that was right. not blocking the plate. That was not even close. He was to being actually the plate. polite. He, he let you. He, have let, it. He, gave, he gave you a little. He gave like, you the like, lane. I'm, I'm only going to take my half of the plate here, right. So you got to give you a little lane right. just in case you got it. He was so confident that I was going to tag him out. He was like, No, I got it. I'm just just tagging yeah, him out. Go. Here you go. You're yeah. out. You're it was, out. Uh, yeah, that was that was really interesting. Okay, uh, getting to the Astros really quickly. Ghost Rolls, they get a win. Uh, finally, they needed one really bad, actually. <laughs> uh, 4-2 win for the Astros over the Mets. They meet up with Justin Verlander yep. on the mound. So a little revenge game for the Astros. But uh, Verlander on the mound versus Framber Valdez and and Valdez was out there dealing. Verlander had a decent night, too. I think it was seven innings pitch. Uh, allowed eight hits, zero rocks, and five strikeouts. But, man, friend with Valdez. Through seven. Now, they end up catching up to him basically by the eighth inning. But through seven innings, man, he was he was un, basically unstoppable out there. Right. Um, Remember and, last year about his quality starts. Yes, he was. He led the major leagues in quality starts last year, and he was at it once again. Yep, I think he still qualified. Yeah, because through yep. seven, he allowed just one hit, had one walk, and had nine strikeouts. And then the eighth inning, you can tell they figured out something because they got two hits off of him. They got a single, they got a double, um, and they got a sacrifice fly. So they started to figure out some things. Um, then after that, uh, they let Framber uh, kind of have his day, and the Astros end up getting the win four to two. Mm-hmm. Christian Javier on the mound. For the Astros Love next game, the fact that Chris, and, it's, it, and they're actually playing right now as we oh, speak. They're up nine so. eight in the bottom of the sixth. Oh, nine eight, and yeah. Yiner Diaz hit another home run. Nice, nice, yep. Oh man, yeah, nine eight. So they bring in mm-hmm. a little something, something for I'm you. So many Christian Javier didn't have a great start then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is safe to say. It is safe to say. It is. All right, uh, we'll give you an update on that. Update on the College World Series as well, because top of the ninth, it is now tied. To all between Florida and TCU. Um, so I uh, keep you up to date with that. We'll come back. We'll get into the flex on the other side. I'll give you some details about that right here on Ball Don't Lie, 1049 The Horn. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Oh, man. Wow. It is midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when my man Jack, Twisting and Tweaking the Dows, takes songs from a soundtrack that inspired him. And based on these selections that are played, Hard's not supposed to gather clues and hints, breadcrumbs that lead us to the featured film of midweek movie music. And Hard's is upset with himself because he thinks it's on the tip of his tongue. It is. He's close. And I, and I can't, yeah, I can't I agree get with you. it. 
Um, I know it wouldn't be a simple. Oh, you know what? It's not white man can't jump, is it? It's not that simple, is it? What is it? Go, you get it. What, what is it? Go. Is this Space Jam? It's Space Jam. Yeah. Oh. Yes, because time keeps on slipping into the future. Is this the original one, right? This is a, a seal one. covering uh, yes, Steve Miller band. This is the one. Um, this number Patrick one. Patrick already did Space Jam, I believe. He did the one with LeBron. Huh? I think, I think he did the one with LeBron. Uh, I'm not sure which one he did, but I know yeah. he did Space Jam. Yeah. I'm not sure and which one. That's why he I'm did. like, oh, wait a minute. Is this the one with the Monstars? <laughs> okay. There you Trying go. to take all the power nice. away from I like that. There you go. Do, 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 do. Um, okay. There you go. Space Jam is oh, the man. movie that in, is inspired. Thanks, Harsh. Good job there. Man, I was thinking, my mind was like, <laughs> I know this. I've, heard, <laughs> I've seen this sequence in the movie. Yeah, I don't. I haven't seen Space Jam in a while. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. I got kids. Not gonna so, lie. You know, That's true. We didn't watch the LeBron one. Uh, they won't watch the LeBron one. So they won't yeah. watch the LeBron one at no. all. Remember, I told Man. you, that. raising so some LeBron haters. I'm not. Yeah, you Mama are. Mama is. You let you raise LeBron I'm haters. I'm not finna argue with her. winning. She's definitely gonna win on that one. <laughs> hey, bro, hey, yo, how you like? But they, when you, they, they hate LeBron and she's LeBron hater, and you love LeBron and your kids hate LeBron, then she won. So what do you always say? Pick the battles that you really want to fight. You don't want to fight the LeBron battle? Nah, man, I ain't fighting for <laughs> LeBron. I got too many other things to do. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you on that. Um, go to FLXATX.com, FLXATX on all of your social media platforms. Uh, you can go check out uh, the website right now and get all the information about the local flex area teams that are in the uh, state 7-on-7 seven seven tournament. That's happening uh, June 22nd tomorrow and throughout the 24th. And that is going to be in College Station, and it's going to be hot. It is definitely uh, going to be hot. So Hydrate, be- kids. Yeah, so best of luck to all the Austin area teams. You got a lot of teams on there. You can go check out all the teams and the pods and pools uh, that they are competing in in the 707 state tournament up at flxatx.com. And shout out to Nathan Duvall. Mm-hmm. He plays for Westlake Chaparrales. He was named Central Texas Player of the Year, uh, all Syntex mm-hmm. Player of the Year. So shout out to him and congratulations to all those that made all kinds of all state, all district, every honor that you can get. Salute to all those players that were able to do so. Uh, yes, no doubt. Um, all right, go to flxatx.com, um, flxatx on all of your social media platforms. We come back, we'll get into some breaking NBA news. Say what? Um, and then we'll uh, try to get to the Longhorn uh, football nuggets uh, that we can get to. But if not, then we got to make sure we're out early because uh, Chipper Jones is going to be joining us for the Harge Knock Life. CJ. Courtesy of my man, uh, Mike Harge, opening up his contact list once again. Uh, so We'll get into that next segment. Don't want to miss it right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn.